When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about the absolute dynamite cinematic adventure, <laughs> Armageddon. I'm so excited. And we have the perfect guest for this episode one of my all-time favorite people uh sweet baby cherub uh a the funniest person i've ever met i'm gonna say a hundred things no uh from hate it but i love it it's jocelyn getty hello hello my Ah, friend i'm so excited you're here thank you so much for having me back on the show first of all i should say still getting over a touch of the covid so my voice (laughs) is cool um I will. I I loved being on the show so much last time. I begged to return. You were yes. very gracious to allow it. Uh, stop. I'm delighted to be here to talk about this this pile of pig shit. That's I available. yes, oh. because and I think this is worth mentioning. It's like <laughs> Armageddon was up for our uh, audience choice like last month. I think it was, and we never uh, do this where we just throw it on no, right away. Afterwards. And then Jocelyn was like, "Hey." <laughs> Like, if this wins, <laughs> please let me come on and do it. And we're like, oh, absolutely. Um, We'd love to have you. And then it didn't It didn't win. Yeah. And now we've been, like, trying to schedule it in for weeks between all of our generic sicknesses that we've gotten. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we're so glad to have you back. Thank absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. Armageddon. What um, a classic. And what is your relationship? Why did you want that so much to do this movie? Like, what's your relationship with this movie? Okay. So I've seen this movie... Too many times. Me too. Um, If you have listened to my podcast, I Hate It But I Love It, you know that as a teen, I had a sort of curated selection of films that I'd watch in the morning before school to haunt myself up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before I went to an all-women's school, who I'm not attracted to, uh, but just to have that vibe within me all day. Um... (laughs) And it was... This is spectacular already. (laughs) It was the scene from The Faculty where he gets... uh, Josh Hartnett gets pushed into the aquarium and he's all wet. Um, (laughs) Sometimes it was the part in Goodwill Hunting where he has a breakthrough in therapy. And always it was the moment in Armageddon where um, Harry and AJ have that moment in the elevator. Spoilers for Armageddon, I guess. Um, (laughs) And AJ goes and he's crying. They're saying I love you to one another. Very... Very emotional. I found it to be very sensual. Um, <laughs> sensual. And then, <laughs> of all the, the scenes scene. in this movie where yeah. you're like, that got me cranked up. Honestly, it's like I'm... it's. <laughs> No, it's, like it's fine. I'm just so like excited a, you didn't say the animal cracker scene. I mean, I'm just oh, so excited. I, I, but that was not. I was like, please, Josh. I I don't want to lose respect for you in this moment. <laughs> I don't want to lose it. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about that animal cracker scene, but I will say that scene is a, a pervert's wonderland. <laughs> and nothing more. A pervert! 
Pirates Wonderland. Oh my God. Okay, guys. If you and Jocelyn, I, I, I'm going to encourage you, you jump in at any moment. All right. You jump in at any moment during this description. Okay. But I'm going to try and just tightly describe this movie as quickly as possible. If you have not seen Mar Armageddon, what the fuck? Firstly, uh, where have you been living? Uh, we are on planet Earth right now uh, because of Bruce Willis uh, <laughs> and his team. Uh, basically, what, what happens in this movie is there is an asteroid coming towards Earth. It is going to decimate everything. It's a world ender. It is the size of Texas. Um, in st- and they have this team of astronauts and they've been trying to train them to kind of to like to drill I- drill into uh, planets, asteroids, these sorts of things. It's not going very well. Uh, they can't train these, the smartest men on the, they can't train them. They can't, they can't figure it out. They can't put together these drills properly. It's fucked. Anyway, so they figure out that the best way to, or the only way they can save Earth. The only way, that's very important, mm-hmm. uh, is to drill down into this asteroid and put a nuke inside of it. Because if you if you release a nuke on top, it's just not going to do anything. It's just going to kind of go off this thing. It, won't, it, it will not deter it. Instead of training astronauts to become drillers, they're like, we're going to get the best oil drillers on the planet, and we're going to teach them to be astronauts in 18 days, baby. And and boy, howdy, do we do it. Oh, wow, do we do it. Because Bruce Willis is a man with a plan. Um, We've got underwater training. We've got G-force training. We've got all the trainings. It is at no point going well. None of these men pass a single test. Nothing goes well. And they're like, well, you're our best shot. Shoot them up there. (laughs) They get up there. Obviously, not everything goes to plan. This is a movie. (laughs) Um, And also a ridiculous plan to begin with. Uh, (laughs) And everyone against this plan, I think, is pretty right. Um... And we have this wonderful, well, the, the this wonderful sensual scene. As I am now, as deeply I am now, sensual. <laughs> deeply sensual scene. Thank you. Um, <laughs> where they have to draw straws because the nuke has to be activated, uh, like through a remote that won't go. Like, yeah, they don't. They've lost their signal. Everything's kind of. I, I don't know the technical terms for this, but it's fucked. it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. The technical term is fucked. Yeah. yeah. So somebody has to stay behind. They draw draws. They draw straws. It's supposed to be AJ Ben Affleck, and uh, as as you know, as Bruce Willis does, he pushes them back in and goes, "No, I'm gonna do it. I I love my daughter." And that's and roll creds. You know, that's pretty much. Bruce Willis blows himself up. He blows himself up in that asteroid. Saves the planet. Saves the planet. Um, For some reason, uh, we have to see AJ and Liv Tyler get married with the photos of all the astronauts oh, on the yeah. side. Nice I, didn't li- I didn't like it. I don't care for it. I don't need to see them get married. Kiss and done. It's You know, it's it's extremely economical to have a wedding that's also a funeral. And <laughs> an extreme bummer vibe yeah. for the nuptial side of things, but kind of like a gentle vibe for the Ooh. funeral. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. The most expensive thing of both a funeral and a wedding is the priest. So if you can get a <laughs> double duty. <laughs> Yeah, if you could hear the dialogue in that sequence, Body, which unfortunately I... can, it's just him being like, you got me on a technicality, okay? I don't appreciate that this is a twofer. 
<laughs> marriage. <laughs> and I will say this. If I'm going to have a wedding we, and it's not going to have egg salad sandwiches, we've gone wrong. Yeah. What the fuck are we what doing, are we doing? Here? We what have we gathered here today to celebrate the marriage of AJ and uh, Liv Tyler, yeah. whatever her name is, Nobody and cares. to mourn the life of <laughs> In this celebration of life and love. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so I guess that brings us to who do we think the villains of this movie are. Asteroid! <laughs> Asteroid! Asteroid! <laughs> so... <laughs> the, and the other thing I love about doing this movie, it has been a joke in our recommendations and on our social media for quite some time that they're gonna go and do Armageddon and defend the media. <laughs> yes. And we have always been like, how would we do that? <laughs> and now, here we are episode 248 or whatever it is and we're like as long as Jocelyn has an idea <laughs> I love that so I mean isn't that the way though of any long running show you're like listen I'm, I'm starting out I'm bright eyed I'm bushy tailed <laughs> I have some, you know, some boundaries about what I will and will not do. And then come episode 248, you're like, listen, in Friday the 13th, I just think that Jason had some points. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tune in this October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But in addition to the, the asteroid, which mm. um, I will be defending in some sense. Of course. Uh, I also think there's some other villains yes. in this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think NASA and Billy Bob Thornton sort of his character mm -hmm. are sort of portrayed as like villains in that they're like the know-it-alls that get in the way of people who really know how to get things oh, done. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think the same thing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stamp or Sharp, sorry, Sharp. Uh, Colonel Willie Sharp, the, the guy who pilots the space shuttle, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like at one point trying to blow up the uh, nuke because... Yes. Uh, and they're like, no, like, just have faith in us. Untrained. <laughs> you know, like, I think there's those sorts of villains in there as well. Oh, yes. definitely. Definitely. The uh, the advisor to the president, that man, he, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't know what his name is there. I don't I don't know if they, anybody ever says his name. <laughs> I don't think they do. It is, yeah. it is character actor Keith David, but as far as a character name, couldn't, couldn't tell you. I think, just, like, Secretary of Defense yeah. or something is, like, character name. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say this is a movie that has two characters whose names literally are Dr. Nerd. So <laughs> it is conceivable that his name is like Colonel Penis. Like, <laughs> Colonel <know>. Penis. <laughs> In the role of Colonel Penis, yeah. Keith David. Yo, that's so funny. Dr. Nerd. <laughs> well, if I may. Yes. I, oh, I, you may. <laughs> I have a, a sort of catch-all I would like to mm. advance because I thought a lot about the villain for this film. And yes, absolutely, one of the technical villains is the asteroid and I will say I do love that the prologue of this film sets the asteroid up as a creature of willful intent. Yes! Jonathan Heston so has funny. this monologue where he's like it has done it before it will do it again it's not trying to <laughs> but the real villain of this film if I may is expertise. Ooh. Boom. Anyone, Boom. 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 anyone who Love possesses that. 
any amount of knowledge or specialized knowledge in an area is literally a pedophile or a bumblefuck idiot who deserves to die in an unmarked grave. And this movie is a race to the bottom where the heroes are the people who know the least in any given scene. So yeah. yes, the bad guys are like sharp, Colonel Penis, the president is one at one point, but it's also Harry Stamper because he knows more than AJ and that makes him a dick for some reason. The hero of this movie is a man who successfully drills a hole once. <laughs> one time. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, my nips are rock hard right now. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The anti intellectualism in this mm. is crazy. And yes. like, and it's also the, the tone of it is, and this is very much a Michael Bay thing. Uh, and, and let me just say, I kind of enjoyed rewatching this movie. <laughs> like, especially compared to Transformers the other week that we did the other week, also a Michael Bay movie. I was like, this movie works. Uh, but. <laughs> Like every line of dialogue is conflict. It's like the it's like yeah. like I remember it's the it's the president's advisor Billy Bob Thornton and then um, scientist nerd or whatever um, and <laughs> and the the dialogue goes like uh, oh I don't it's like it's like here's our plan that won't work. I don't recall asking you. Well, you should listen to him. He's the smartest man in the world. And you're like, there's like all three of those people were being confrontational dicks for no reason. It's like, here's our plan. Oh, actually that won't work. Sorry. Who are you again? Oh, this is the expert in that. Oh, thank you very much for your contribution. Like, like I understand, you know, tempers are high. Stakes are up. <laughs> We're all not sleeping, but like, not everything has to be a pissing contest. Luckily, and the every- smartest man in the world speaks English. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank God, thank he's God on, for that. Thank God he's on our side. Uh, but like, Harry and AJ, same sort of thing. Everything's a pissing contest. Yes, like it's a pissing contest between the astronauts and the drillers. It's a pissing contest between like, it's yeah, it's insane. And to speak to your point about like the expertise like AJ really embodies this like oh no it's a feeling it's a vibe it's a whatever and he's always even when Harry is the person who is the expertise he still overrides him yeah, yeah. because it's like well no you can't be smart smart it's all balls baby it's all <laughs> you fucking you get that nuke between your legs okay yeah. well and the, like we see that right at the beginning right like the mm. whole conflict that they have on the oil rig at the beginning is that like uh, Harry figures out that like a drill has gone down further over the night than, and he shut it down. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's up? Why did you do that? And he's like, I knew we could, I knew we could make it. Turns out after he, sh- Harry shoots up the place with a shotgun, which we'll get to, oh! um, get to that, um, that they drill down and like it blows, but one of the safety things was broken, which is why Harry shut it down. And like, AJ ends up destroying the oil rig because he wasn't aware of health and safety, you know, of, of, and by the way, one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, like a deep sea oil driller is like huge mortality rate. Like it's so fucking dangerous to be doing that. So to just be like, it's it's dangerous to do it anywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like just even as jump. Yeah. Yeah, You're in the, you're in the fucking ocean. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like you got all the problems with drilling and then all the problems with drowning, too. Like, it's uh, absolutely crazy. And then in training, like, they're in the zero gravity pool and they're like, okay, you're hitting the limit, back it off. Deucey's like, I know I can do it. Why are you pushing it in training? Like, like you know that that they're going to be like, well, no, then you failed. Yeah, yes. Like, like t- training's about winning, like, okay, so you know, oh, it's doing this or whatever. Now it's time to stop, pull back. Like, it's to deal with contingencies, not to see how good you can be. You're so right. And and what's so unusual is, like, in most movies, it would be sort of a Chekhov's gun scenario where it would be, like, Harry, they would clearly set up, oh, Harry just doesn't trust AJ. And AJ would be like, I have a good idea. And Harry would be like, shut up, idiot. And that would be the thing that causes the problem so that when you get to that reversal in the third act where Harry's like please let me do my job properly for the first time Harry's like okay but it's so not it's like no Harry being like AJ the way that you behave is dangerous and frightening and puts everyone on this powder keg of a situation <laughs> in even worse mortal danger than we are in from minute to minute and AJ's like fuck you and then something horrible happens and then by the end we're supposed to be like Good job, AJ. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. yeah. Two tr- and AJ's such an insufferable fuck. Good it's the Lord. Worst. And I gotta tell you, having him paired with Liv Ta- I can't I know. fucking stand this one. I can't I, I, I can't this stand so, her. It looks so like funny. a butterfly would blow her over. I can't <laughs> I have never seen a waspier. <laughs> <laughs> in my entire life, I can't. I. It's it's too soft. It doesn't look like she's ever yelled in her life, not once in her uh, life. I and I'm fine with Liv Tyler, and it feels like that's an affront to our friendship. It, it low key is, but I accept you for who you are, Craig. I accept this. I know you like a thin waspy woman. I know you like that. I get it. Okay. I, I, just, I can see I it. I also just don't find her that abrasive at all. Like, it's just like. It's like there's just nothing going. It's like, hey, could you look like a doe in a field for an hour and a half? Yes. Also, can we. Did anybody remember that this movie's two and a half hours fucking long? Did that blow the socks off you guys or yeah, what? Yeah, a little bit. It, yeah, it certainly did me. Because, I could not believe that. Because honestly, I have watched, like, this was my dad's favorite movie. Okay, like, growing up. It, it was this in Independence Day. We're going to have a couple of weeks ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> great, great quick. All right. It was this in Independence Day. It was on constant rotation. Okay. Like, burnt out the VHS tapes. Oh, wow. And I can't, I'm like, I feel like this movie hummed along. <laughs> like, at no point as a as a younger person did I think, Jit, what a slog. <laughs> Two and a half hours. And I'm like, I don't know how I had that kind of attention span. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie is primarily montages, which I think that really helps. So, and I, girl, I love, I fucking love a montage. Moves, yeah. I, I yeah, love a montage. I don't know what it is. I know it's so tropey and hacky and whatever, but like, I, I, I don't care what type it is. Okay, dancing montage, makeover montage, training montage. I don't care. I want all the montages. <laughs> I think that's why I like Cool as Ice so much. I don't know. I can't stop talking. I was talk- one I can't hole. stop talking about this movie. I've told so many people about Cool as Ice. I can't even, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's one lasting fan. I love this for you. And for the movie. Oh, God, yeah. I had to, anyway. It doesn't matter. Um... What were we talking about? I'm off. Oh, no, it's because I got off on Liv Tyler. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. fucking started rolling. Well, speaking of Liv Tyler, oh, let's yes. talk about Harry's uh, 
uh, crazy possessive and borderline insane uh, sort of uh, attitude towards her. Yes. I all, okay. <laughs> I, I struggle with the opening of their relationship because I'm like, okay, you guys work together. You, you're on the same rig together and you guys don't really communicate very much. Yeah. I don't quite understand that either. And it's like, well, I grew up on this. I'm like, how, how is this fine? How is this fine that she's just like, oh, yeah, the, the pervert taught her how to use tampons. I could, uh, if it was possible to peel off my skin, I would have. I can't, I can't unhear that, man. Like, the stuff they were going through, and she's like, no, it's fine. I grew up rough. I'm like, I don't think it's fine. I think that's something that you flesh out with a therapist and you start going, oh, maybe not, actually. <laughs> and the fact that you're marrying exactly your father is terrifying. It's terrifying, but it's also like she's got a line in there where she's like, who did you expect me to fall in love with? And I was like, fair. Like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That is valid. You yeah. Know, who's around? It's like when you start like, look, and you have like a work crush and it's like, well, you're right here. I yeah. can't. Yeah. Oh, and that's it, right? Yeah. It's just like, I don't, yeah, I don't think long term that works out for her, but like, you can't really falter for like it's he's the young hot looking guy who's around yeah it's you or the guy who comes once a month to drop off the groceries I mean (laughs) this is what I got to work with Mm -hmm. their relationship is so weird because as it with all Michael Bay movies it's purely done through exposition that is not actually borne out in the scenes like in their first fight she keeps saying things like you're a child and like I've been raised by a child I don't necessarily know that I I don't consider Harry to be immature. I consider him to be crazy and possessive, as you said. Yeah, yeah. But immaturity is not his issue. Um, And then he kind of sort of, he spends the rest of the movie stalking around after her, being like, stop making out with AJ and that rocket ass. I don't know what the part of the rocket is. (laughs) Where the the flames come out. You know the asshole of the rocket? (laughs) You nailed it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, the the rocket engine. Yeah. Yeah. The asshole. Um, the, get uh, out of there. Don't make out of that thing. In, in space circles, they, they do legitimately, as a joke, call it the flamey end. Uh, like Perfect. there's a, there's really? like joke t-shirts are pointy end up, flamey end down. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Because if it's the other way, you fucked up. <laughs> uh, I, I, if I worked for NASA, I would watch this movie every single day of my life. Like I have heard (laughs) urban legends that this movie is taught as NASA to incoming recruits of like, see how many problems you can identify. And if there was a movie. Are you like, like, like in like process or like what they're doing wrong. Like they yeah, actually, like this is, this is like the, uh, my cousin Vinny, like the opposite of my <laughs> yes, cousin Vinny yes. for lawyers. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. What's the, my cousin Vinny thing oh, for lawyers? My cousin Vinny is apparently like one of the movies that gets like a courtroom scene the best. Like it actually oh, follows like legal procedure really? well. And like it's, it's I've got never like, seen it. Oh, yeah. I should watch it. It's yeah, fun. we should. I think yeah. you would like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but with this movie, it's sort of like a Where's Waldo of Spot the Errors, and I think mm. there are at least 218 that they hope that people will catch. <laughs> That's so fun. Yes. I just, I, I turn that part of my brain off every time I watch this movie. Oh, I'm yeah. like, you can't, you can't have that ticking back there. Okay, you'll drive yourself fucking insane. Yeah. Okay, there's no way yeah. that thing can be going. Okay. Well, actually, I, and like, expecting this to be very, very bad, I, I went with a positive route, and I yeah. said, I've Good got a list you. of things 
things they actually kind of got right. Oh, oh shit, Craig. Uh, I love so, that. So okay. one thing is uh, right at the beginning when they're talking about where the uh, asteroid hit that killed the dinosaurs, they show the asteroid striking in the correct position on Earth. <laughs> off the Yucatan <laughs> Peninsula, okay. the Chicxulub uh, crater. Okay. So they got it right, which I'm... I think they knew in 1999, so good for them. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> crazy lucky. Great. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, they like mentioned solar sails and lasers as ways to like to divert it. They like write it off immediately, but those are legitimate ways that NASA has looked at diverting asteroids. Oh, um, okay. Drillers as astronauts. Um, one of the uh, in the 2021 astronaut candidate class, uh, an astronaut uh, Denise Burnham is a drilling engineer from Alaska and also U.S. Navy. <laughs> but she was selected for the fact that she knows drilling technology. So NASA now has an oil driller as a uh, as an astronaut uh, candidate. I don't know if she's been there at all. But Feels yeah. like a reaction. Feels like a thing you do because someone in your family is like, when are you ever going to, I don't know, dye your hair blonde? And you're like, all right, we have a driller. Finally. <laughs> Shut up about it. God, I can't hear this anymore. Uh, and uh, the other thing they got right is the amount of time it takes to get to the moon. They were okay. like, it's like about 60 hours. It's like, that's uh, about as long as uh, the Apollo astronauts took to get there. So they did, they did get to the space station too quick, though. The record is uh, 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 three hours, and they got there in 67 minutes. I find that very... Well, I mean, I commend you for finding something positive to say about the <laughs> yeah. science. That's so interesting to know about the solar sails and the lasers because I think the scene where those ideas are presented is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Like, It, it is. Anytime <laughs> you see NASA, they have lines like, give us a break, the sky's so big, we never could have seen this coming. And then they have this meeting where everyone's trying to you know, put forward their ideas of what to do. And it's Billy Bob Thornton sort of kind of uh, crossing back and forth in front of the, the derpiest nerds ever committed to film. Like, if they were standing, each and every one of them would have a like a visible piss circle from here. <laughs> and all of their ideas are like, a parachute. <laughs> and Billy Bob Thornton has to be like, you fucking nerds, that won't work. God, I hate NASA. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> yeah, the, the absolute, like, just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just the hatred that NASA gets in this. <laughs> like, they're like, the fucking dumb government can't get anything. Listen, NASA is like the one thing in the U.S. government that gets <laughs> shit done. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it is amazing what NASA does. Like, <laughs> like, do they make mistakes? Yes, but like, sure. you know, it costs, like, I always say this, like, they're like, oh, what a waste of money. It cost them a billion dollars to put like a rover on Mars and it only lasted uh, 10 times longer than it was supposed to. <laughs> and it cost a billion dollars. And you're like, a billion dollars is a lot of money. Mm. It cost a billion dollars in Toronto to extend the subway four stops, okay? God. Like, it is not... <laughs> they sent it, like, millions of miles to another planet, and we dug, like, three kilometers under North York. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and NASA then gets because we were tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is it. But like the uh, and like 
I love when Harry comes in and he's just like, well, this is my drill. You built it wrong. And he starts ripping shit off of it. <laughs> he's like, obviously, you guys at NASA don't know how to follow blueprints. I'm I... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Like, <laughs> Craig's visibly breaking down like, right now. I, I, you can't see it, but yeah. Like if you were like, oh, you're the U.S. Army. You don't know how to read blueprints because you're just... I don't know, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and all you do is build bridges across yeah. exploded dams. <laughs> They'd be like, we can't build a drill. That'd be fine. But this is fucking NASA. Like, j- like they're the blueprint guys, on, you know? That scene is unbelievable. And they follow it up with, like, yeah, we were trying to train these guys on this thing. And then he's like, well, guess you're going to have to send us up there. <laughs> and he's like, Yep. <laughs> Immediately, they're yes. like, "Thanks, no Daddy. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> thanks, Daddy." What I love too is that they make it clear that NASA stole the patent. Like they go out of their way to be mm. like, "Harry's like, how'd you get my design?" And they're like, Ugh, "Don't tell the cops." Like, <laughs> why would they do that? <laughs> they're NASA. They don't need your design. No. Also, like. I understand maybe you don't get full approval because you got to get it ready in 18 mm. days to save the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. fuck, fuck patent law at that point. Yeah, fuck process. You know, get out but, of here. If, yeah, it's, it's, and also maybe, just maybe, I don't know, there might be some modifications that needed to be made to it for it to work in space. <laughs> maybe oh, yeah. drills aren't the same on an asteroid as they are on Earth. Which brings me to another point I want to make. Oh, good. Which is, um, there, is a, there is an argument to be made where, you know, oil drilling and drilling is absolutely, like, it's, it's an art, it's a skill, there is, there is a sort of uh, sense of feel to it, there is, there is experience, like, it is a thing that, like, you can be good at and your experience will help. Absolutely. My argument is that that experience all goes to shit as soon as gravity changes. Yes. Like, like none of the mm-hmm. friction is the same. None of the weight is the same. None of the fluid dynamics. Because to drill a thing, you got to pump fluid down in the hole to like lubricate the drill, and then like pressure brings it back up. Like, there's all kinds of things that you need to balance out and things like that to drill something, and none of that works. Like, like there are astronauts who train for fucking years and years and years to do spacewalks, and then they'll like set a drill down because they forget that they're in zero gravity and it'll float off to space. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Because yeah. like, it's I'm not so, allowed in space. Cause it's so easy, <laughs> no. right? Cause yeah. your entire life not you're like, chance. well, here's the wrench. And then you go, <laughs> Oh fuck. <Yeah. laughs> Things fly away. So their, their expertise becomes like moot. Uh, right and away. I would also argue the expertise of the astronauts <laughs> are far, far exceed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Far exceed what these men would need. Because they have the skills space, yes. and those are the harder skills, and then the skills that the, the drillers have are like, they're, they're skills, but so much doesn't transfer to space. Yes. You know, like it's, (laughs) where all space will transfer to drilling in space, not all drill transfer to space. Mm -hmm. 
Have you two ever heard of or listened to the DVD commentary for this movie, which is largely done by Ben Affleck, a person who I now have mixed feelings about, but this is very funny, where he at one point says, like, at one point during production, I went to Michael Bay and asked, you know, like, realistically, wouldn't it make more sense to train the astronauts in how to drill Mm -hmm. than drillers how to be astronauts? And he told me to shut the fuck up, and we never talked about it (laughs) Honestly, I really respect that answer. I gotta be honest with you. Like that's like yeah. Ben, that is not the movie we were making. Ben? Ben. We put a gun on a driller in oh, space. Oh god. So I mean <laughs> a gun. Okay. Uh, the Gatling gun. Okay, there are two there are two, I guess, guns in this movie. Uh one is the Gatling gun on the, the armadillo driller thing. Oh, is that the the like the machine, machine gun? gun. Da, da, da. Yeah. That they yeah. Sh- why? So for what pot? It, well, you know. By the way, they talked about this asteroid in case the asteroid attacked them. Yeah, <laughs> like, in case it came for them. You, you gotta have a gun on there. Uh, and in in space, when when uh, and on such a critical mission, like the the biggest thing when you're doing a spaceship is, is weight, right? Because it costs so much to get weight off the ground and yeah. into space, right? right? And on such a critical mission, why would you bring like a gun that's probably easily got to be like a hundred pounds <laughs> when you could bring an extra transmission for the drill, <laughs> which they burn out of immediately? Or why wouldn't yeah. you bring an extra drill head? Like back up, <laughs> back up anything yeah. than a gun and Good ammunition. <laughs> What I love about the gun, there's a term in the film industries called toyetic. Toyetic is what you, uh, basically means to sell toys. So they, (laughs) the reason for the gun was that they were like, this is going to make this movie more toyetic. And everyone was like, Michael, no one wants to buy a driller that sits on an asteroid while men are dying left, right, et cetera. And he was like, I disagree. I don't think there's been a single toy sold of Armageddon. But that is the <laughs> only reason why yeah. that gun is there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just picturing the Happy Meal toy like that. Yeah. <laughs> just like a... <laughs> <laughs> and then an it's asteroid. Yeah. You, you ben Affleck a, in a clear glass. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just bawling his eyes out. I never got the matching, uh, never got the matching Bruce Willis the set. Matching, yeah. <laughs> this is when Max's screen blows and he just flies out into space. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the part where France is destroyed because fuck France, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it comes with animal crackers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can we please talk about oh, it? I, need, I have a lot of I actually, I gotta tell you, I was surprised by like what I remembered of this movie because like I watched it constantly for like, I want to say like 10 to 15 years and then haven't seen it since and then watched it you know, yesterday. Wow. Yes. So it's embedded in you in like a cellular level. Um, I, I was waiting i was i was readying my body for the animal cracker scene even as a child i was like I, this is hitting in a way 
that 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 makes me not want to be here anymore. <laughs> like I feel like this movie is happening to me. I I I need that scene not to be there so bad. It's so awful. Am I wrong? You is are it not the wrong. worst thing you've ever seen? It is. It is the <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen. Number one, it is so contrived. Uh! If any person ever went to the grocery store, because let's be clear, there's not food there. It is a box of animal crackers. If a man in his 20s shows up at a store and buys a single box of animal crackers, it is my fervent belief that he needs to be on a watch list. Something yeah. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. realistically, he went and bought one box of animal crackers and like three bottles of lube. Um, yeah, but either yeah. way. You buy one box of animal crackers is actually bait. It's not food. <laughs> okay, it's, it, it, it's got a creepy vibe to it and I don't creepy care for vibe. it. Mm. It's also, no one likes a premeditated sexual bit. Like, he didn't come up <sighs> with that whole animal planet thing on the fly. He had <sighs> that locked and loaded. Oh, and she doesn't get it because as you say, she's like a little baby dove. Yes. Oh, in the field. What I do love about that scene is imagining from a production perspective all of the actual food groups that said no to being portrayed in that. (gasps) Right. Because you would have to get clearance. And imagining all of these letters that Michael Bay realistically got that were like, dear Mr. Bay, thank you so much for your interest. Uh, We did read the scene in question, and unfortunately, we here at Crazens believe that... (laughs) This scene does not align with our values as a company. You know. Weirdly enough, the, the brand I went with was the California race. <laughs> yes! Perfect. Well uh, there we go. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We heard it through the grapevine. But, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> dear, dear Mr. Bay. Um, We personally object to the line of dialogue that simply states, now let me stick this ah caramel in your thong. We can't imagine how that's germane to the plot. (laughs) (laughs) All the way down to animal crackers who are like, yes, 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 we'll do it. Yes. 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 Oh my God. Anything to pull ahead of Dunkaroos. And then one guy turned to his company and was like, gentlemen, we're back in the conversation. <laughs> this is going to be like Reese's Pieces with E.T. We're in, baby. No, I didn't read the script. No. But I'm assuming that this won't involve sticking a cookie in a woman's private zone. It can't possibly be that. Body plus like... Plus Harry in the wings, just like watching his daughter get kissed on the shoulder. I was like, I... Would if I was a parent, I would be in the wind so quickly. <laughs> I feel like I would see that and evaporate. Okay, I'm gone. I'm not sticking around for another hot ten seconds. Okay, because I kept watching it, being like, he leaves, right? <laughs> like, and then he pulls out his opera glasses like, to see more closely. Oh, it's weird. It's a weird scene. It's weird, and it's so. And where? This- why are they there? And why the? I I hate all of the dialogue in it. None of it feels earned. I don't. The only reason why I think they should be together is because I hate them both equally. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, get these two monsters together. <laughs> it is ben amazing. Affleck and Liv Tyler makes sense to me. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Section them off. It's essentially the same as isolating them. Mm -hmm. Problem Mm -hmm. solved. Mm -hmm. It is fun that 
these these gentlemen realize there's a severe time crunch going on, and they're like, we have to have a day off to have sex and go to strip clubs. We have to. We don't know why we would go up into space to save the Earth if we didn't get our day off. Yeah, and they've been on the job for 12 days straight <laughs> at this point. Like, I understand it's stressful, but, like, it, and, 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 and what a good call not to let them go, as, like, as we learn later, because they all get arrested. They all have to be bailed out by the FBI and, like, flown to Florida, hung over for oh, a launch. That's, that's what kicked me. I was, like, hung. I... Have you been hung over on a plane? Oh, God. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> Jesus. Hell on earth. Yeah. One time I was so hung over on a plane that I just kept repeating to myself, time marches forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hung over I was. I can't imagine being launched into space. Oh, and you like your helmet's on and like you can't like uh, rub your face so or like, uh, you know, like you just got that. There's cold, nowhere cold for you sweats. to puke. It's oh, just going God. in. Oh yeah. And that's it. That's with you all the way up. That's like, and like stomach churning. No. Like one of the top 10 stomach churners. Absolutely. Going not. to space for sure. <laughs> yes. That's gotta be number no, one. No, that's like, another one. I'm getting that drenched. That's another yeah. one of the. I'm like, no, I'm getting that drenched. <laughs> All right, you gotta know. Well, even famously, trained astronauts vomit all the time when they get to space. It's just like a thing that they do. I like, even like people be have been there, like, a lot. Like, end up puking the first couple days. That's like when the space shuttle was up, they didn't plan too much the first day because they were like, like some of these people, if it's their first time, like they don't know how they react and they'll just throw up. All the time. <laughs> why, why the fuck isn't that on a poster? Astronauts <laughs> throw up all the uh, time. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would put that on my. That's so motivational. Yeah. Oh my god! Even oh, astronauts live, throw up sometimes. Live your dreams. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I thought you meant like a promotional poster for the movie, like Armageddon, and the tagline is "Astronauts throw up all the time" <laughs> with no context. No context. Like that. They never reference. It in the uh, movie, it never happens. <laughs> There's just a scene where, like, chick walks by in the background, helmet full of vomit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is largely unrelated to the movie, but since we're on the topic, there is a great uh, audio recording, and it is absolutely real of uh, one of the Apollo uh, uh, missions. I don't, I forget which one it is, and it's just them talking over the radio about how there's a turd loose in the space, <laughs> floating around. They're like, oh my God, whose is that? It's not, and they're like, it's not. Because <laughs> they had to like sh shit into plastic bags and like seal them up and like one got out and was like floating around. So like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this is the reality of like, Bonnie, that's <laughs> a loose turn is so fun. Like, but like you hear them and they're laughing about it. Like they're they're both disgusted and like be like, we're the best of the best. Like, <laughs> like we have got the right stuff. We are literally going where no person has ever gone before. And there is just like how humanizing is that where there's just like. We're the best, and now there's loose shit floating around. <laughs> this is yes, because <laughs> life is not serious, right? It's life not. I had this conversation like literally earlier today. I was driving with another comedian. I was coming back from a gig this morning, and where I was like, yeah, like one of my favorite, like I, if there's something serious going on, and something funny starts happening, I uh, it that's that's like. 
a million times funnier to me and I can't hold it in. Like, yeah. I have laughed at funerals, weddings. I don't give a fuck because like when it really pops up, I'm like, this, no, is, I, this I, is fucking life, dude. <laughs> Everything, this is fucking chaos. How can we take this serious? We should all be crying laughing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, why are you trying to hold it in? The amount of times I've talked to people after events where they're like, I literally couldn't look at your face the whole time. Because if I looked at you, I knew I was going to break. <laughs> oh, but, you like weddings yeah. and funerals. Yeah, and weddings, like that. funerals yeah, yeah. and stuff. They're like, I just can't look at you because if I look over at you, I know you're going to have that face on and I'm just going to start laughing. I can't. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think laughter has a place in grief, not to get too deep on it. Woo! But like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Armageddon, laughter has a place in grief. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Coming out, summer 1999. <laughs> 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 That's uh, yeah. The promotional La- strategy of this film is all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Laughter has a place in grief. <laughs> the astronauts vomit all the time. At Armageddon. Sometimes there's a turd. <laughs> Summer 1999. <laughs> sometimes there's a turd. What is this movie about? <laughs> what the hell is it about? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, if I may you know this is a space for Mang I would like (laughs) here I I think you know people have this expectation that we're going to defend the asteroid and uh, (laughs) And I think we should oblige and I think so here's the thing what I will say is you know me I like like space it's a little hobby of mine I follow it and all the rest and um I believe that NASA and the space program is it's important because it's like inspirational, it's aspirational. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. like it's like a goal that we haven't done and it's people at their best, you know, showing the best things about humanity, working towards, you know, their the big problems and resolving it. And it's like it it's great because it forces us to be the best that we can and that's like a shining light on a hill for us whatever all, all our other problems are, you can be like, look at that. Mm-hmm. So my defense of the asteroid is, <laughs> if this is the best and the brightest we can set up, <laughs> maybe we should be wiped off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> all, all, all I wrote down was... Uh, them? Them? <laughs> it feels a lot like... When, <laughs> like, when you're given an extension on a school project and you still hand in shit, you know. What I, mean? <laughs> nah. I don't know why that energy feels the same to me. I, but like, all I wrote down was, uh, "Do we think we're better than a T-Rex?" <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> Do you think we're better than the dinosaurs? No. No. Okay, get in line. You know how much global warming the dinosaurs ever caused? Yeah. None as far as we know. Yeah. Also, that reset's got to be awesome. What's coming after? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's next? I will say, no T-Rex is showing up to maybe your last date ever as a human with a single box of animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we thank them for yeah. that. And we thank them for that. In fact, most of those animals didn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know. They wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's a camel. What's that? <laughs> Can't relate. Yeah, couldn't do it. <laughs> Mammals haven't evolved yet. Uh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think this movie makes a pretty strong argument that the Earth deserves to die. <laughs> well, especially by the men that are saving it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They're like, well, at one point, somebody, this is the best the U.S. government has. And I'm like... 
yeah, buddy, I think you should speak on that. <laughs> like, I think maybe there should be a couple more scenes yeah. of you yelling at these guys going, not this. We cannot, Anything but we this. We cannot do this. Yeah. This can't be the best we have to save the world. <laughs> also, it's like very much like, yeah, we're kind of like, we're the only people that know about this. And it's like, um, I think maybe we should get all hands on deck. Yeah. All yeah. hands on deck. This is okay. all hands. Yeah. Oh, France should have knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would start excited. I'd start making phone calls. Okay. <laughs> like, I just don't understand where it becomes this thing where it's like, it's like during the pandemic, it's like, why aren't we blanket sweeping these vaccines over everybody? Okay. And it's like, well, my country needs it all. And it's like, well, it, it it, it, it's it doing a huge disservice to your country, and I don't know how you don't know that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a, this is a global issue. <laughs> Asteroids are a global issue. All hands on deck. Yeah. All hands on deck. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe I'm just saying. There's someone in this the, the Russian space program. <laughs> who would have been better yeah. than an oil drill? <laughs> who had an idea? I love that. At, like NASA willfully withholds this information, and when it does come out, because France is murdered, they are like, "In our defense, our idea isn't very good, and we didn't want you guys to know about it." <laughs> I'm saying, get everybody on the phone. Let's let's do a communal brainstorm and work this out as a yeah. collective. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In our defense, we're, we're the U.S. at this point in history is viewed as a world leader. And we did not want to fumble the ball three feet from the, the end zone. You know what I mean? Where you're like, all right, everyone's eyes on America. Technological wonder. First of the moon space race. And they're like, uh, roughnecks on a rocket. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. It was always a lie. Oh, shit. I got to turn around and all of my top scientists better not be soaked in their own fear piss. <laughs> Well, uh, get fuck. Bruce Willis on the line. <laughs> He's our only defense somehow. You know what was really sending me? Every every shot of Liv Tyler in front of the American, the biggest American oh, flag yeah. I've ever seen in my fucking life. Man. Oh, because we forgot to mention, this is another movie oh, in our... Uh, Countdown to America. <laughs> Our, our unofficial official Canadian countdown to America. <laughs> I don't know why we've done this, but I love it so much and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is this is so hard, America. Oh, yeah. Sweet fucking Jesus. Yeah. Although somehow, I, I'm going to say probably got more right than Red Planet. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're not even going to get into that yet. <laughs> That's sorry. That's our bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> one thing that really surprised me, and this is a, maybe a bit of a downer, but I'll mention it, which is the number of things that are in this movie that turned out to be legitimate American tragedies is yeah. like, like, so it starts with, there's just a shot of an asteroid smashing straight into the side of the World Trade Center. And I was like, I don't know how they keep that in the movie. That seems oh. like a judicial. I didn't even post clock that. Yeah, I did and then not there's, clock that. Then there's another scene of like it's this wide shot of New York, and it's the World Trade Center on fire, like just. And I was just like, oh, that is rough. Mm -hmm. And then like mm -hmm. 
less so this because the circumstances weren't exactly the same, but like also in the beginning, the space shuttle Atlantis being like blown apart by uh, uh, asteroids, and then like two. This is ninety nine, and in two thousand three, the space shuttle Columbia broke up on reentry. So it's just like, it's like ah oh, man, Ooh. like it's just like. Well, I mean, with Michael Bay, it really is the law of averages. Like, that guy has, like, a running, I think, sort of um, whiteboard in every room of his house where he just, like, he starts his day by trying to think of five bad things that could happen to people. <laughs> he writes them down, yeah. his perspective, things he can do. So, like, by by the law of averages, you're going to start hitting real pay dirt. Is it true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, it was weird to see because there was, oh, yeah. like, oh, this is, like, right before those happened. Like within four years tops, like all of those things had occurred. Like it's bizarre. Well, I mean, there are many people who believe Michael Bay to be a genius and a noteur. Like this movie is in the Criterion collection. It's, it is a fun one though. But is it, shouldn't it be in the Criterion <laughs> collection? <laughs> We've collected some of the finest works of cinema of all time at a movie whose tagline is, maybe it's good this is happening? <laughs> Coming summer 2000. What other movies are in the Criterion collection? The 400 Blows. By Francois Truffaut. Um, that sounds Citizen important. <laughs> yes, that does sound important. Yes. <laughs> many, many movies. <laughs> many movies, none of which mention space dementia. <laughs> God bless William Fickner, the actor who has to deliver that line. Like, a stalwart character actor. Yes. To, to He's a that guy, yeah. He's a total that guy. And just imagine, I mean, we're all performers here. Imagine you step on stage and they're like, all right, Rebecca, here are your sides. Now we wrote this at four in the morning, absolutely blitzed out of our minds on Coke, but we're pretty sure it holds together. So we want you to do it, I want to say one and a half times. You figure out the half. And um, if we happen to catch it on camera, it'll be in the movie. And while you're processing that, you read for the first time, he has space to measure. <laughs> but again, back to the theme of expertise. Rockhound has a line early on where he's like, oh, yeah. I have two graduate degrees from MIT. I'm a teacher. I'm a this. <laughs> Simultaneously, are the cops coming? Because I've been doing it with kids again. And then at the oh, end, yeah. he is the one who nearly destroys the entire mission by pretending that the rocket or the nuke rather is his dick. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, he mentions that. I forgot about that. He mentions that a couple of times where he's like, oh, I, am I being caught as a pedophile finally? Yes. Like, <laughs> what? What? You're telling on yourself, man. Yeah. You're telling on yourself. That's an indoor thought. Yeah. Grim to know that that's this movie's runner. It's just like, when will mm -hmm. the cops get Rockhound? Don't care for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, I don't understand why he gets space to Like, why? Like, what? Why did we need that beat? <laughs> you know, like I do. Like I don't. I don't mind him going crazy. Like yeah. No, like, I don't mind I, going. I, I want him. I want him to sit on the nuke. That's a really fun. I laugh every fucking time. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, that little dialogue exchange where he's like, "Get off the nuclear." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and and which brings me to the second gun 
in the, the second gun, gun is absolutely a gun you bring on this mission. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, that gun. A, a little loaded hand pistol when you're going up with these fucking yahoos. Criminals. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Yes, blow up that nuke when you lose radio contact. Yes. Absolutely like, do it. Like somebody, yes. like that's not, like I understand why they want to finish the job yeah. because they know that the, like that's the way, they can, they can do it and like the radio contact mm. is like whatever. But like people at NASA have done this as a contingency plan, right? Like they've gone, okay, if we lose it and the, the, the mission is gone and we can't dig, then we maybe have a 10% chance or maybe some people will survive or whatever. And if we don't do yeah. it before we lose contact with the radio, then we're, we're euchred as a planet. Yeah. So let's, let's detonate it. Absolutely. That guy should have blown the nuke instead of disarming it to like give these these guys another shot. 100%. And then, but going back to the theme of, of villain uh, being expertise here. So the two things that happen in this way is that number one, NASA immediately announces to everyone that this is their backup plan. They, they in front of the daughter of the person who's about to be nuked, just march into the room and they're like, shut up little girl, your father is about to be exploded. And then up in space, it like gives them enough, it like it gives them enough time to figure it out and Billy Bob Thornton enough time to be like, damn you, NASA, you're wrong, you people with knowledge. Mm. And then Rockhound, I mean, I agree with you, that scene doesn't need to be there. But if you look at the movie as a modern day retelling of Prometheus. <laughs> which we all do. Which we all do. <laughs> Where his search for knowledge led him to have the gods Ooh. peck his eyes out. Um, oh. Rockhound must be karmically punished for his pursuit of knowledge by going crazy in space and tied to a chair. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah, because in the same way. Because how dare you be smart? How dare you be smart? In yeah. the same way that when AJ successfully digs the hole, mm -hmm. he marks himself for death because he has taken on knowledge and thus he does not deserve <laughs> to live anymore. Only by Harry going down with him are the the kind of levels reversed where he is now he has less knowledge than someone else, so Harry can be punished by death for the crime of having knowledge. So that is why this scene is there. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, you're. It's the wow. I love it. I love that. Yeah, Hot he's being punished damn. for having knowledge. <laughs> yes, I love it. Anyway, oh. and similarly, Keith David is punished for having like a, a good idea about trying to maintain the mission by having everyone go behind his back. And there's such a funny moment, like when they disarm the nuke up in space. And Harry gets back on the phone. He's like, hey, dicks, we're still going to do it. <laughs> Everyone in the control room cheers, even though it's filled with the like, CIA at that point. And NASA being like, ooh. Uh, we did a little bit of light treason there. <laughs> like, like treason against Earth, too. Like, just like world treason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like, we know better because we know how to drill. And like, oh. there's another line in here where they, because they land on a bad spot. They overshoot it, right? So once again, the guy who knows what he's doing can't fly a space shuttle. Correct. Uh, space <laughs> shuttle, space shuttle can never get to the moon, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he overshoots it and they land on like iron, basically. Like, so they're like, we have to basically drill through a steel plate. 
and they're like, well, it, be- it, be- it-, it won't be more than 30 meters. And they go, why? Because if it is, we're screwed. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that worked out then. Like, it's not like the composition <laughs> of meteors is a complete unknown. Yeah. Like, we're, we just recently landed on meteors and, like, figured out what the fuck is going on. But, like, if it's, uh, like, did you know that the, you know, Sudbury, Ontario? Okay, like yes. huge for nickel, right? Like mm-hmm. a nickel mining place. The reason it's that is because it's a, it's an impact crater. Oh. A, a meteor hit there and deposited a whole shit ton of nickel, and it's the third largest meteor that's ever hit the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually explains that city a lot. It really <laughs> things are starting to add up yeah. right now. Yeah. Something hit us. <laughs> I love that so much. Another strike against NASA in this movie where they're like, we don't know. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and famously difficult to like look at because they're they move they're so small, like meteors are so small and they move so quickly. Like even ones that are the size of Texas, right? right. Like when they say it's a really big sky, they they mean it. Like it's it's huge. So like it's really hard to like figure out what an asteroid is actually made out of. And like mm. when they went to go land on one um, recently, like I forget what mission it was, but like it kind of bounced off because they expected it to be uh, like way harder than it was. But like all the energy just like went back into the spaceship and like kind of bounced it off, and then it kind of like fell into a crack. Like because <laughs> oh they're just like we don't know how packed it was we didn't know what material it was going to be made out of we just kind of did our best guess and then it like ended up toppling into a crack somewhere because it's like (laughs) because again on an asteroid it doesn't have much gravity so it's just like that that thing of like you get kicked in the balls and you go into space is like legitimately true like even the energy of it coming in it's just gonna like kind of ping off of it like uh which furthers the point that none of these guys know what the fuck they're doing. Because <laughs> like, you don't even know how to walk anymore, you know? Like, yeah. oh, God. But it all works out because America. America. But not all Americans, just the ones who have never been to space before. Just the yeah. dumb ones. Just, just the, the dumb, dumb ones. ones. And specifically just AJ, yeah. the worst of all of us. The guy who did the exact same thing that just killed his coworker, and somehow it works out fine for him. Oh. <laughs> but he feels it, Craig. He I feels it. it. Yeah, deep in his buckles, as you said yeah. before. This movie is really a just like trust whatever your balls are telling yeah. you, man. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me just tell you this: your balls can't tell you shit in zero gravity. <laughs> If you've ever been, if you have, listen, if you have testicles, if you have testicles, you know the feeling of being on a roller coaster when it just drops out from underneath you and suddenly those boys are in free fall and it is the worst feeling in the world. I have never thought about this in my life. It is the worst. It is like, it is, it's not, it's, it's just like, this is not what you should be doing. Is that? No. Oh, Craig, a curse upon your household. How dare you tell me this information? How dare you tell me this information? Now, every time I go on a roller coaster, all I'm going to be thinking about is balls the whole fucking time. I can't unhear this. I'm going to think about this for the rest of my fucking life, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. Armageddon, your balls can't help you with zero gravity. 
Summer 1999. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than that when this movie came out. But, uh, legit. That's a great, a great tagline. Tag yeah, yeah, your balls can't help you, you in space. space. <laughs> but I do agree. Every roller coaster is ruined for me. Knowing ruined. that every yeah. man on that roller coaster with me is like, yippity <laughs> Or anybody who has it's, testicles. It's on not great. It's not, it's <laughs> not a, ooh, it's like a, huh? It's like a, it's like gravity's kicking you up, you know? Oh. Like, it's like, yeah. Oh, uh, it's like when I clean. Oh, man. One time I went down a water slide and just cleaned my asshole out accidentally. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. That was a rip, eh? <laughs> While we're on the subject, not an asshole. Uh, oh, boy. That was a rip, eh? It's probably. Uh, I love imagining the person who either was right behind you in line or working the, working the slide being like, what did you say? <laughs> and you calmly saying that to yourself as you went down. Oh, wow, that was ripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know when, when like a bidet hits you just wrong? <laughs> You're like, oh. Woo! Turning um, to a kid at the bottom of the uh, slide. Oh, did oh yeah. you, too? You, you feel that? <laughs> Just fist bump? <laughs> Armageddon. You know what a bidet just hits you wrong? Summer 1999. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. That was a rip, bud. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! This line. might, this episode might be simultaneously the smartest and dumbest thing. <laughs> <I've ever done. laughs> that Love is it. a sweet spot. That's where I live. I really do think. Like, I, I like to think of myself as someone who might be. A, a nominally intelligent person, but the things I choose to use my brains for are fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way I like it. Oh, <laughs> me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we're all in that same yeah, boat. What's, what's the point of living if not to laugh, right? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, to just be like, I see you up there and I'll use you <laughs> how I like to. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell just a side story? It doesn't yes. have anything to do with Armageddon, yes. except for it's about Ben Affleck, and I learned this trivia while doing research for this episode. In production, Michael Bay went to Ben Affleck and was like, your teeth are janked, bud. We got to do something about your teeth. And Ben Affleck was like, which ones? And Michael Bay said, all of them. And he had a solid week of dental work where they replaced all of his teeth, being like, you will be a bigger star if we do this for you. In the context of all of this dental work, Steve Buscemi, a man I love, but whose mouth looks like, you know what, like a Warner Brothers cartoon where someone gets bonked in yeah. the head and their teeth turn into jangly piano yes. keys and then all fall out? That's his mouth. <laughs> he went to Michael Bay and was like, this is making me self-conscious. Should I get new teeth? And Michael Bay said, no, you're perfect. Now back to Ben Affleck. <laughs> Just, um, I mean, I think we should just all carry with us that no matter how bad a day you've had or how badly work is going, your boss has never looked at you and said, in order to do this job or any job, you must have a new mouth now. Yeah. <laughs> you must. <laughs> 
You got to make that mouth pretty, boy. They also love the idea. You got a real pretty mouth. <laughs> hey, you. Like, this sort of Faustian bargain that he made, where he's like, all right, the devil, if you promise me a leading man's career, I'll give you all my teeth. <laughs> and he did, and the devil was like, thank you. Here's the script for Reindeer Games. <laughs> <laughs> Is this before or after Jiwi? <laughs> it's before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this will work out. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to be in Daredevil. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> in Chile, I'm gonna be in Bounce, <laughs> Jersey Girl. <laughs> I just I felt like we all needed oh, to yeah. know. Oh yeah, that is that's a devil went down to Georgia sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a battle. Just just pulled all of my teeth out one after the other while he showed me a screenplay he was working on, and it's. Sub. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, too good. Do we have anything else no. we want to? Yeah, I think we've defended the meteor. I think we've defended the, these awful, awful people. Yep. Yep. Uh, we deserve it. We deserve what's coming to us. Uh, so I've got, uh, so it's time for our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain was. So I've got the, um, the impact crater scale. Uh, <laughs> so actual I- I- impact meteor, meteors that have impacted Earth. So the uh, Braunschweig meteorite, which uh, hit pavement in a German suburb and left a, uh, a crater seven centimeters wide and three centimeters deep. Uh but still hit. Uh, <laughs> all the way up to the uh, Chicxulub crater in the Yucatan that killed the dinosaurs. Uh, I'm going to give Sharp, the, uh, the the captain, the guy who should have blown up the nuke, uh, the uh, the Ch- uh, Chulyabinsk meteor, the uh, air blast that happened over Russia a few years ago. So it never hit because uh, should have blown up before it got there. <laughs> should have <laughs> blown up beforehand. There we go. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jocelyn? Um, I have the death of knowledge scale. Oh. Um, from reading books to burning books, uh, this man, uh, sorry, this movie is a man standing on the sidewalk screaming that the Pfizer vaccine is a government plot to pump your penis with 5G to turn it into a homing beacon for Chinese <laughs> missiles. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's that's spot spot on, spot on. Um, I've got the space cowboy scale. Um, so from uh, forest athlete to sandstorm ballerina, I am going to give all of these gentlemen a dance hall chemist. Um, that's just fancy language for drug dealers. You're all criminals. Get off this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> do not do this. This is very bad. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Perfect. And guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Villain was right uh, on Facebook. Villain was right at gmail.com. If you would like to email us your suggestions, thoughts, um, queries, I don't know. What do you want? Um, I, send me a photo of your dog. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I don't know why I thought of this right now, but I want you to do it. Somebody do that for me. And uh, yes, and we have TikTok and Instagram. You can check us out at Villain Was Right on both of those as well. And if you have a couple of bucks. Yeah, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the villain was right. So Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you can support the artists that you love and get amazing benefits in return. So if you are a fan of the podcast, uh, you can sign up at our top tier for just $7 a month. You get two bonus episodes. Uh, I pick one. Rebecca picks one. Uh, so this month, Rebecca has chosen uh, Red Planet because she's on her terrible movie kick. She wants to. So if you want to hear me rage I more about so space, so excited. Uh, tune in I, for that. Craig, I gotta Jesus. tell you, the entire time I was watching that movie, all I just kept giggling to myself, going, "Craig's so mad right now." <laughs> <laughs> the Val Kil- Val Kilmer on Mars, everybody. Oh my god, uh, I, kept, so, I kept giggling. So check that out uh, for for seven dollars a month. We also also have uh, early release episodes and uh, ad-free episodes. Uh, so uh, ch- find a tier that works for you. And uh, thank you so much for uh, liking us and for listening and telling your friends about us, uh, rating, reviewing, everything like that on whatever podcast you use. It's a big help to us. And uh, now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. So uh, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, I guess it's a villain this week. Uh, it's, uh, I've got a daytime raccoon, everybody, <laughs> hanging out in my backyard. Uh, so um, basically what happens, it's, it's the middle of the day, and I am in the habit of feeding the stray cats that are hanging around our house uh, because like legitimately one of the reasons is I'm like, well, if the cats hang around, it'll kind of scare the raccoons off. Like not, <laughs> not that, a, not, not that a raccoon couldn't take a cat, but just like, maybe make you it get a gang going. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, it's slightly more inconvenient than say a neighbor's yard. You know what I mean? Like, it would take a little more push for the raccoon to get there. And also because I'm a softie and I have names for them and stories. And I, <laughs> of course I look do. out the window every day. I do that I, for the raccoons at my yeah, place. I yeah, I talk. So uh, I, middle of the day, like I think I'm making lunch and I'm like, oh, the stray cats hasn't been a- around for a while. And I take like this little dish of food and I just like set, set it out. We have special cat food for this stray cats. We've got a whole <laughs> separate bin that's not for our cat. That's for the stray cats. Special bowls, not special bowls that can get thrown away if we need to. Anyway, so I place it out there and then just out from our barbecue comes this like chonking raccoon. (laughs) She just runs right up and is just looking at me straight through the window, just like dead eye contact as she's like scooping all the cat food in her little hands and just shoving in her mouth, like not breaking eye contact. (laughs) Goddamn once. And I'm just sitting there shouting at her through the window like, hey, go, get away. That's not for you. I'm not going to go out and chase her. And she's just like, are you going to do anything about it? And it's just shoving her face full of this stuff. Eats the entire bowl of things and like scares away. And I was like, I didn't know that like, I thought daytime we were safe. Like, I wasn't... No. Fit. No. Not in Toronto. Yeah. No. So, what I what apparently happens, though, is, like, if... Because they're normally, like, dawn or dusk creatures, mm. like, at night. Like, many times I've turned on the light and, like, caught one. Like, you turn on the porch light and they're like... Scare! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't. They, like, freeze, like, villains and, like, the, uh, you know, the burglars oh, so in the cute. spotlight. And they yeah. go, like, junk. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, stand there on two feet, like, huh? A uh, couple times that, but I didn't expect them during the day. And apparently it means uh, she's, a, she's a mom. So, like, if you see a raccoon out during the day, they're, like, just basically out trying to gather extra stuff for their babies. And so, she's a villain to you? I mean, she's a villain. Boo. She's a villain in that 
I don't want raccoons making houses in my attic anymore. Craig. Okay. But I mean, yeah, it's Aww. a fucking hero. She's oh, yeah. cute as hell. She's a single mom. She's Aaron Brockovich. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say in all seriousness that I have always known that I will eventually die by being eaten by raccoons. And I am ready to come over and take this raccoon out yeah, of your hands. You've named it. I've named it. It's you, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> no, you named it Little Boots before. Oh, Little Boots. Little what? Boots. Aaron Brockovich, Little Boots, yeah. Little Boots is also the name of uh, when I was living in my, I was briefly living in my sister's apartment and it was a beautiful day and I was like, maybe I'll just kind of like put out the patio furniture and, and sit around and I undid the tarp that mm. was, you know, keeping all of this and a raccoon truly just popped out and went, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the original. That's the OG Little oh, Boots. Oh, okay. Yeah. But all raccoons are Little Boots. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. gotcha. So Aaron Brockovich is maybe more of a, of a <laughs> she's doing the hard work. Uh, so that's my, I guess, hero now. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been swayed. Uh, yeah, 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 what do you got for us, Jocelyn? Hero, villain? Oh, God. Villain. Okay. This is a very Toronto-specific thing. Um, in Koreatown, where I used to live, there is an establishment called the Poop Cafe, and mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it exists purely to make children laugh and kind of parents feel bad about themselves because you bring your six year old, you order like a brownie, and then it comes and it looks like poo in a toilet, and your child laughs and doesn't eat it because that is gross and you've wasted fifty dollars. But my problem with the Poop Cafe is that I used to live so close to it that when I tried to send like maps of my location to people who'd never been to our apartment before, <laughs> the poop cafe would come up as our address. And that was very annoying to me. We have since moved a couple of times, but in the place where we are currently living, the poop cafe, like goddamn Michael Myers, has found me again. No. And we're not close to it, but it comes up now where it's like, did you mean that you wanted your dinner delivered to the poop cafe? And I'm like, no, I do not want my dinner delivered there. So they are out to get me, and I do believe they are villains because you can't. Don't don't do this as a life. No. <laughs> don't be this way. Not a whole cafe. <laughs> not, man. A, not a whole cafe. No. Maybe a specialty afternoon for bad children. <laughs> so oh that's my, my villain. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Who's your hero? Okay, villain? so I've got I've got a hero villain story because a hero because I received one of the best compliments I think I've ever received in my life. And one of one of my buddies told me recently, they were like, Rebecca, I think you're so good at telling somebody something they need to hear, Mm. but in a way they can hear it well and they'll accept it. And like, they're like, normally you just come up and and they're like, you always say it with a smile. Like I'll be in a group of comedians and somebody will say something crazy. I'll be like, ah, no, we're not doing that, buddy. And then just like, (laughs) we'll keep moving on, right? They're like, you do that so well. And I was like, oh man, that's like one of my favorite things I've ever heard. I was like, I love that. That sounds great. I've never noticed I do that. I just like to keep things moving. You know what I mean? Let's not be awkward. But I was in the grocery store the other day, and I would have never have thought to approach it this way if that person had not told me that. But I was in the grocery store, and I it's no frills. Nobody's bagging your shit. All right? Like, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation, all right? So <laughs> I'm out of no frills. The guy in front of me is, um, he's talking on the phone. Which I don't love when you're getting checked out, but I understand that that can, sometimes you just get caught. Okay, that can happen. All right, you get caught on a phone call. I'm so sorry, whatever, right? Anyway, so this guy gets all his groceries through and it's taking up the whole belt. Like that's, he's got mm-hmm. tons of them, right? Mm. 
And then he puts his card at the end and then leans against the wall and starts chit-chatting. Oh, no. And I got to tell you, my blood is, boy, I can't, because... What I cannot stand is when you're inconveniencing the general population when we're all trying to do something. We're mm -hmm. all trying to do the same thing. We are in a society. We must collect <laughs> together and do this properly. Okay, I can't stand this shit. I can't, okay. So I'm kind of like, I'm making a few jokes with the cashier. I'm like, oh, check out this guy, right? Like we're bullish. She's like, oh yeah, I guess he's, and I'm looking back at me and like the line's so fucking full. And I'm like, and I, cause they've got the two belts going, right? So I'm packing up as fast as I can so we can get the second one going. But I'm like, and I'm just fucking boiling. And I want to, I, I want to absolutely just fucking yell at this man. I want to tee off on him. But then I thought about what that person said to me and I went, you know what? I bet if I say this to this guy smiling, I think he might take it well. Like I won't have to get into a confrontation about this. I don't want one. I just want you to do the right thing. So this guy, and I look at him and he can tell I'm staring at him and he smiles at me and he goes, Hey, and I go, and I smile so big at him. And I just go, Hey buddy, um, you should probably grab your groceries. You're holding up the line. And he goes, Oh yeah. So sorry. And he starts packing them up right away. And I was like, Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just left feeling so like almost deflated because I was like building up and I was like, yeah. we're going to have a fucking argument about this. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to smile at him. I'm going to ask him to be like, hey, buddy. I'm going to call him buddy, ask him to do what I want. And then he just did it. And I was like, fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, that's so great that that worked out, but, like, how do you not know? Oh, God. Like, like, yeah. like my biggest thing is, like, mm. you know, packing groceries. I'm like, I'm not moving fast enough. Yeah. Like, it's, mm. like, more stuff's coming down. I, like, I need so to, anxious. I know. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry that I haven't cleared this in literally 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, you should never feel more aware of your, like, presence as a human being than when you're in the grocery line. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so I just thought that was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that Good was kind of weird. Good for you. Wow. I, yeah, held it back said it with my. a smile i'm like hell yeah buddy because my oh my anger's up right now just yeah i just i don't know i'm starting to have this opinion where i'm like even if i don't like you i feel like the advice i'm giving you is probably good so i could say it with a smile <laughs> <laughs> i want you to receive it <laughs> Legit, yeah. Legit. Very, very mature. You got a, a lot of great advice, and that extends to grocery stores and the way that you go down a water slide, <laughs> which I will never do the same way again as long as I live. Not unless I have, like, a steel plate bolted over my Ooh. butt. <laughs> Oh God, we're losing Ooh, it. Okay. Um, anyway, okay, guys, we're <laughs> wrapping up here. Um, as always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Jocelyn, what do you what do you what do you want people to do? Oh, you can follow me at Twitter. I'm at Jocelyn Getty, uh, or on Instagram at Jigheads. If if you like what I sound like or say, I don't know why, but you can certainly listen to my podcast. <gasps> I know uh, why. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. Um, we are ridiculous. <laughs> yes, it's very, very funny. Check it out on the same network as well. I hate Indeed. it, but I love it. Uh, yes, that's great. And uh, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, CraigFay.com for show dates. 
And uh, that does it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, stay tuned next week for uh, we're continuing our Canadian Countdown to America month <laughs> with American Pie, which Jesus. is going to be an interesting one. Uh, yeah, Got we're opinions. doing we're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, and uh, yeah, so tune in for that. And until then, this is the villain was right, reminding you that you can definitely train astronauts to drill. <laughs> <laughs> the Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>